Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Voice of Encouragement radio show. I'm Jamie Lingerfelt. My co-host today is Miss Angela. Good morning, baby. Good morning, everyone. Well, I tell you, I believe the Holy Spirit has a great show planned for you listeners. Uh, whether you tuned in on purpose or you tuned in by accident, even though it wasn't an accident, I really believe that God wants to speak life and hope in your heart today. And it is my prayer that when you finish listening today that your life will be transformed and you will know without question who you are in Christ and how much he loves you. And if you're not saved or you don't know Jesus, today is your day. Amen. With me in the studio today is Brother Rick. Rick, good morning. Good morning, Pastor Jamie. It's good to be here. Yeah, we, we're glad to have you back. I miss you so much when you're gone. It's just it's just almost heartbreaking. That just tells you how big of a blessing you are. Rick just got back from almost six months in the bush of Africa working with orphans. And I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let him share a little bit of that with you in the next couple of weeks, some of you listeners. So, you know, you may want to tune in for next week's broadcast, like they used to show in the on T V shows, you know. And also with me from Idaho today is Deb and Roy Killian. They have an incredible ministry that supplies and ministers and serves those serving in, in, in the mission field here now because we use it here as well and abroad. Uh, good morning to y'all. Good morning. We're happy to be here. We're glad you're here. Roy, good morning. It's so it's so nice to be here, Jamie. We're glad. Hey, amen. Well, we appreciate it. I'm glad y'all came. Um, they just drove from Idaho to spend one day with us, and I feel honored that God sees us being that valuable. Um, the Lord always reminds me that he knows where I'm at and that I'm not even, you know, I was thinking about, you know, uh, Joseph, you know, in worst season of his life at the worst predicament of his life is in a, you know, in a jail cell and he's rose as high as he can go in prison. And, uh, you know, he is faithful when the butler and the baker get thrown into the same room with him. If he hadn't have been faithful with the gift of God, he never would have got out of what he was. And if you've been, if you're listening today and you're going through some bad circumstances, it could be that just ministering to other people and putting other people first will actually bring you out of the difficulty that you're currently going yeah. through. Um, I hear the Lord say in the scripture that uh, this is the fast I chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness yes. and let the oppressed go free, and it's not going without food. He talks about dealing your prayers to the hungry and loving others and then when you do that then your health will spring forth speedily that's what i was going to tell you the lord showed me this morning in prayer about my life that i would that as i serve others i will be healed and that i am healed in serving other people so listen uh the way out sometimes i tell you what makes me feel better thinking about other people than yes, me yes. amen the most depressing thing to do is sit and think about myself <laughs> I, it's liberating to lose your life and i know y'all have they have been uh traveling on the mission field um a lot since 2003 Okay, where all have y'all been? Um, mostly places in Africa. Well, well, yeah, we. You mind naming a couple because I'd like to know too. Mm -hmm. We've gone to Pemba, Mozambique, and Mozambique. spent some time there with Iris Ministries, and we've been to Tanzania, Dar es Salaam, and then we've gone to Uganda. Uganda. And we work with. Uh, uh, we've worked with a couple people up in Uganda. Uh, Pastor Martin, and then we work with Show Mercy. We work with Show Mercy International right, a right, lot. Right. Uh, Mike and Lori are, um, they have a, a huge amount of land up there when they've, they, they, acres, yeah. yeah, and they, they have um, a place where missionaries can come and intern. Crazy. They have a uh, 250 kids at a, Orphanage. In an orphanage. Awesome. Awesome. And then they're a building medical a medical center that serves the whole yes. um, 
the whole village yeah. plus their they own. Have, they and, have water at the front of their compound that the people, that all the Muslim people that are around them can come and get free uh -oh. water and not have to go Looks to the Looks like river. an open door. This year, this year they're building a birthing center in the in the yeah, clinic. God, so we just were able to send, I don't know, I think we've sent 250 birthing kits already just for them to get started there. And uh, anyway, they're, they're amazing, and yes. we go up there. I know, uh, that, I know that in the last year I added up. Um, I'm not a bean counter, but I'm borderline. So I was adding up. I thought uh, <laughs> it takes a lot of God to walk in faith if you're a counter. But uh, I, uh, God can do it, though. It is possible with God. But I had, um, I had counted, I think it was somewhere between 1050 and 11-something, we had put in individual suitcases, 50 pounds at a time, of their, of their giving and their supplies that was taken into Africa, <laughs> Peru, where all, baby? Everywhere, Honduras, Honduras, all these countries that were blessed uh, in India. you, just like uh, Abraham, they were blessed by you. India, Angela, Angela loves India, and there's so many women that need ministering to in, in India. I want to ask you a question. Uh, Deborah Roy, tell me a little bit about what you put into the backpacks and why, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, we started hey, out. You do that, why yeah. don't you tell them? The numbers, the numbers that we gave out last year. How many? How many? Okay. Do, yeah, do that. Okay, so we gave uh, 989 backpacks, I think, last wow. year, and then we did um, almost the same, almost the exact same amount in midwife kits. Two thousand. And then we also provided, I'm thinking, twelve, twelve. About 250 of the feminine hygiene kits. We we just started making those, so the that girls. That's so needed, by the way, guys. In third world countries, that feminine, there's so much. People go without eating, and the last thing on their mind is feminine hygiene when they're not eating a meal. So you have no idea. I mean, in America, that's available, but in other countries, it's just not. Well, and with the school kids, if they, you know, the school systems, especially in Africa. Yes, correct. Okay, so if they have that time of the month that they can't go to school and they're bleeding, then all of a sudden they miss school, and when the when the tests come up at the end of the they year. They end up failing out. Well, if they fail, then they're out of school and they never can go back. Wow. So it changes their whole you know, job-related ability. Yes, and and unlike, you know, in America, uh, children don't like going to school. In third-world countries, it's a privilege to go yes. to school, and um, it's just a whole different mindset. Um, but they have supplied endless amounts of stuff. Also, um, here in, in Elberton, matter of fact, at the Firehouse Church, um, they started a ministry working in Athens on the streets and um, uh, whatever God wants to do in the future in Athens through that ministry. But... Um, uh, Brian Reynolds and some other guys, and they have begun giving me stuff. And so I've been able to be blessed to give Brian Reynolds and this team that does outreach in the streets here some of their merchandise. So now it's in Elberton, Georgia. And God, awesome. and God is changing lives <laughs> through your stuff and your merchandise. And I know that y'all, I mean, I don't know, but I know you probably pray over your stuff. But I truly <laughs> believe that uh, God is going to use it to touch the hearts and lives of homeless people all through North Georgia. Amen. And we used a lot of it in outreaches. I know that uh, boy, we sent Paul, we sent you with what I don't know 150 pounds on one trip, and he only owned one suitcase. The other three were full of stuff. But it was a blessing, Pastor Jamie, yeah, you, because yes, even though yes. we had to pay extra money for the um, extra pieces of luggage, when you see the smiles, yes, on the kids' faces when they open up the bags, mm. words cannot describe yes. those kids. And when you see a grown man like me cry, <laughs> I do they, it a lot. Yeah, I just don't admit what it. What they got? Don't even, tell no one. Even, even even today, I think about what Deb, 
Roy and ESA yes. have supplied missionaries with. It is yes. such a blessing. Amen. Because of what the kids received in a third yes, world country. Yes. You know, Rick's first mission trip, he took y'all's stuff to Ufanesi and Faith Work, which is the two schools for orphans and the feeding programs the Lord allows us to provide for financially. And some of our partners that get these, I mail some of these out to some of you that give as well. You're a part of helping do that. But Eden's song came in. Um, in case did y'all mention, I, maybe I didn't mention, but the name of the ministry is Eden Song, and they came in to uh, give and help us to be able to provide other things, school supplies, uh, feminine hygiene products, pencils, flip flops, and in in the slums, flip flops is huge because when you walk around in raw sewage, and that's just life for many kids will never ever see life where there's not raw sewage every day, right. and that's just the truth. And they offer you know flip flops, which gives them a chance not to be get worms in their feet, and it gives them a chance not to get cut, which gives you uh, all these other problems come in. And there's just it's such an adverse condition. I'll give you an idea of what it would be like for you. My daughters, uh, my two oldest daughters travel much. Uh, my middle daughter, Destiny, she loves to travel on mission field. She just wants to go on another trip. But uh, my oldest one, Faith, came when she was how old, 12, 13? 13, she met me. I'd already been 30 days in Africa and had been holding revivals in the slums. And that, uh, my daughter and Angela came to join me for a few weeks, I think it was. Anyway, when Faith went her first day to the slums after getting off a plane, you know, she was a little jet lagged. But first thing she did when she got there, she vomited because of the smell. Oh, and yeah. she kept going, Dad, do you not smell that? And I said, been here a month. I don't smell anything. Yeah, what are you talking about? I got used to, yeah, real For real. I, I said, you know, there's different degrees of stink, but it all just kind of stinks to me. And I just, you know, I, mean, I don't ever think about it anymore. And I, uh, Faith said, boy, she goes, you know, I just didn't realize that even having a house that smelled clean was a privilege. That's right. So I just wanted to encourage encourage you. And, and hey, maybe if you're listening to me online or if you're a partner of ours or maybe you're in another country, wherever you are, and you want to give to help their ministry, uh, you can go to our page, The Voice of Encouragement, and I'm going to post their Facebook link Amen. and their information uh, on our page today. And you can go there and get information uh, to Deb and Roy Killian, or you can look up their name on Facebook and go ahead and link up with them. And uh, it's a worthy ministry, and it's an honor to be able to know them and to know that the vision that they have is to serve people that are serving others. And, you know, my greatest desire, it, it, it blesses me to be able to give because it's more blessed right. to give than receive. Yes. But also because I like to help others be equipped for the mission field. Mm -hmm. And I try to help uh, any way I can. I gave Rick my best camera, myself, anything he needed to go on the mission field he didn't mm -hmm. have. I said, don't waste kingdom money. I got it. I'm not using it. Take it and let there be bearing, let their fruit be in board with the, the supplies and the, the things that God gives me because I see everything, including money, as a tool. We steward favor, but everything else comes because of favor. And we steward favor and we're accountable for the favor God gives us, how we use it, whether we do it with sincere motives, insincere, all of those things that, you know, you have to, God starts showing you. But Rick, he, uh, he just brought back a whole bag from stuff we sent with him, electronics. And Pat, when he left, I'd, Gave him a bunch of stuff. I said, man, don't waste money on this stuff. Here, you just take my stuff and please use it because God paid for it. You know, so there, in the kingdom, there's no uh, mine and yours. It's his and ours. And we, we share and we have all things in common. The community, I really believe God wants to restore the community type effect and the early church community effect where we all are one serving Christ and serving people. And it's not about who's on top. We all are on the bottom serving others. Right. And truly, the gospel message you very rarely hear anymore is to really become more in the kingdom. You have to become less. And um, you have to be able to go a little bit lower sometimes and, and to lay down more of what you want for the needs of others to be met. 
And I, I really have, I've learned that, you know, if you hang out with Jesus long enough, one thing you'll see, you see who Jesus is and you see what you're not. And he never points out what you're not, but the reflection of his perfection illuminates those things in our life that are not almost like a, you would look into a mirror The God, he doesn't say that's bad in you. He says, this is good. And you go, oh, wow, that's bad. Right. And then, and of course, his example of washing the disciples' feet. Because yes. that's what he did. And then wow. dying on the cross for us all. You know, uh, speaking of that and rescue, we, we went and saw Noah's Ark just uh, yeah. a couple of days ago. Angela went there. And it, it was great. But, you know, uh, as we went through it, the, the keynote that they keynoted was that God rescued then. And he rescues now. Yeah. Amen. He's the there to rescue Jesus. us, and all we have to do is ask. Yes. Um, Angela, we were ministering at Lionsgate. I was telling you about Pastor Lance Johnson and his fellowship over there. And anyway, Angela went with them to do give away a, a truckload of toys. And when you talk about giving away stuff for free and loving the lost, you speak Angela's language. She's like, put me on there. I don't care what it costs, what it paid. <laughs> anyway, um, Pastor Lance blessed us, and anyway, Destiny and Angela went, and I stayed home with the other two girls buying uh, their Christmas presents. But they went, um, they went to the ark, and they told me how incredible it was because Lance wanted his Bible. Their students, he said, we're so close. You need to, we need yeah. to stop in and let you see this because he was having them study Genesis and going back to Garden of Eden ministry. The actual, you know, what it should have been like and what is possible even now in a broken world and. Anyway, uh, Angela got to go, and they said that that place is incredible. It is. Well, it's, a, it's incredible, and it's, it's an evangelistic tool, and they use it as such <laughs> because they tell the whole story, and they show what's happening today and how easy any of us could die tomorrow and not, and not go to heaven. Yeah. So that was a great thing. I mean, just like yes. when we were in Charlotte, we saw the Billy Graham Museum, and it's the same exact Man, thing. Man, I've watched shows that guy's story. And, he, oh, yeah. he is another one, like Catherine Kuhlman, who no one ever spoke anything bad about. None of his teams or anybody that did work for them or had worked for them ever had anything bad to say. And I will say this, there's no perfect people, but Billy Graham finished well, and he finished without any type of big controversy, uh, with the exception of, uh, segregation, but he made the choice Jesus would have made in that. Um, I watched his life story because I um, I don't read a lot of Christian books. I do read anything about Christians who serve God and their life story because it encourages me. Like it's when well, you know Acts didn't end right today. As we're listening to this today, Acts continues. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but I, I like to hear about how God used other missionaries. And uh, I was telling Rick, Rick, come home uh, struggling with some sickness and stuff. And I told Rick, I said, Well, me and you believe completely that God heals every sick person. It's His perfect will to heal. If you're listening today be healed in jesus name if you're Amen. sick Amen. but me and rick was talking i said rick i will tell you this of all the missionaries lives i've studied and i've studied probably 40 or more i said all of them at some point in their ministry got sick they all got healed but they all got sick and i said sometimes you know in order to know the healer you have to be willing to you know go through anything because god brings good to everything that's bad angela was telling me something the other day it's one of my favorite revelations that she got and if you notice i, I gave her credit for it uh, preachers don't normally do that. But that's just because I'm a good one. <laughs> anyway, she, hey, there's no, Angela tells me that she says, baby, the copyright, Jesus has to copyright. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Angela was sharing something with me about uh, wanting to be sick again and how our heart is sick apart from Christ. Would you share, just share that for a second, baby? Well, I was just reading in the um, scriptures and 
the Pharisees were asking the disciples, doesn't Jesus know who he's he's eating with? And, you know, why should he eat with sinners and and prostitutes and, you know, all this stuff? And uh, Jesus said that those that are well don't need a physician. That's right. And so I just really, God really just opened my eyes to how sick my heart is apart from him. Amen. And so that spending intimate time with him, that that I will always need a physician because my righteousness is not of myself. It's nothing that I have done. It's nothing that I have earned. But being with the great physician, he makes everything about me whole. He yes. completes everything and heals every every aspect of my life from uh, emotional, spiritual, physical, yes. every need I have. And has. Be, yeah. And can still be does. found in, in Jesus. And I need that because my heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Uh-huh. And so I need to be with him every day, yes, every amen. moment of every day. But I need to set aside time, especially for him. He is the lover of my soul, yes. just as he is the lover of your soul. And he can make it complete and perfectly whole. And, and you know, m- most of you don't know that, you know, we are... All of us in the room, which I don't know a whole lot about Deb and Roy's testimony, but I know in my life being a drug dealer that was delivered from drugs and experienced the love of God and it just transformed me. I was delivered from demons. I mean, things just run out of my life. Um, was a hateful me, man. I know some of yours, but a lot of you don't know, you know, Angela's story as well. She was um, homeless and on the streets at 12 years old. and she. But God brought such healing to both of our lives and to each other. And, uh, you know, I truly am just beginning to catch the dream of what it could be like to be to to what marriage could be like even in the future. We've been married 20 years. But as I see the love that God gives me for her and I feel like I told her the other day, I said, I know I probably don't say this enough. But I just want you to know I love you more today than I've ever loved you. And I see everything that's good about you. And I'm so glad you're my wife. Amen. And I and course she just started kissing all over me you know and angela i was like well hold on now we've just, How I, was just she resist, right? I was just i was like just talking but goes along with serving other people you know the lord told me said you know you can i can always tell how well you love my church by how well you love your wife and you know i just i just want to say that no matter how messed up your marriage may be i promise you we wanted to quit we've been through difficulty um you know, there's been a lot of things that went. We we both wanted to give up. You know, there was a time we walked away from God and suffered the consequences. Yes. Uh, we were restored, and God never held anything against us. But we made some really bad choices. When God since has restored it, and made it whole again. But I will say this much: you know, there is a possibility to have a relationship with a person when two people love each other and love God. It's unstoppable. Just like both of y'all, I see the you know the differences in your personalities. And I was talking about Roy looks. Roy said, "Set the clock up there so I can see." You know, because we only have thirty minutes. And he was looking up there, and I said, "So I already know you're the one that keeps her on time schedule." You know, uh, I do the same thing. But you know, Angela's gotten to where she ain't ever late anymore, and we we become more like each other. The more it's scary, the more we hang around each other. I get a little bit of an evangelist. You know, the truth is, I catch sometimes I catch the fire of her heart for evangelism. It really just, I mean, you can't help but it, it's on, it's, uh, and not, it's not intoxicating as much as it is just contagious. Uh, contagious. <laughs> and go. I can't, I, you can't hardly yeah. help it. But Your Angela. Christianity should be contagious and not contaminated. And not contaminated. Yeah, that's the word. yeah she, uh, she's coming on as a good preacher. I, I, the greatest joy I have, I was thinking she preached uh, uh, last past 
a week ago Saturday night for a, a church here, and uh, she she was preaching. And I thought I asked the Lord a long time ago what success looked like, and that was the vision He gave me was her ministering. Aww. And He said, "Now, if you want to see success, let me do this with her, and let you serve her while I use her." And so when I see her walking in her calling, or I see any others that God places in my life for us to be in relationship with, it is the greatest victory in the world because it only takes 11 and, and a Paul to turn the world upside down. The main thing is that somebody has to give their life for the first 11. And so I see that it's, you know, the more that I can lay down my life. I want to share something. I just feel really inspired to say this. I was coming to Elberton about four weeks ago, and I saw... I experience every time I get about 30 miles outside of the city, about every time, uh, I mean, I experience the presence of God where I just can't talk or even communicate. And, well, I'm just, you know, which is a lot for a preacher. But, I mean, I, it, it's a lot of God. And I saw the Lord was showing me how much he loved the church in Elberton and Royston and in North Georgia. That you, some of you, whether you're bachelor or not, you're still a part, no matter whether you're with, you're always a part of something once you're a part of something. But, Anyway, I just uh, I saw how much the Lord loves the people and loves the church here Amen. and said, this is my example. Now you follow in my footsteps Amen. and learn how to love the way I love. Yes. And if it and I was saying, OK, God, how far do I extend myself in this new season in Elberton? And he said, just till you die. <laughs> that was it, just till you die. And I said, really? He said, but the thing is, this is the grace that's available. And he said, what you're experiencing now is nothing on what I'll give you if you're willing and I, and I said, man, I'm in, God. You know, I didn't realize, me that's the logistics of it, but I am in. And we are making steps this way to be in Elberton more so that we can be a part of your life and others' lives. But uh, I just have – I want to get all my – you know, all my friends are all scattered now. And I'm like, you know, Rick's and Gaines, well, we got to get them over here, you know. So we, we somehow know that we got to get this little trailer eventually or something. But for right now, I have a young couple that blesses me, allows me to stay with them. Listen, God's thinking about you. And he loves you, and, and he loves you enough to tell an old preacher from another part of Georgia how much he loves the church and how much he loves people and how he gave his life for her. And let me say something. The greatest you know, revelation of love I've ever seen is that Christ actually washes you when you're saved in his own blood. I mean, he takes his own blood and makes you clean. And I thought, man, you know, what, a, what an example of love. And that's how much he loved you. Now, I'm going to say this. The greatest gift to ever be on this earth and ever be in heaven was Christ. He was perfect, and he was the only son of the Father. But he gave them for an imperfect world so that together with him, like Angela was saying, you could be perfect. Um, I, I just want you to know that with Christ, it really is possible. But I will say this. Apart from Christ, there's no hope. And there ain't no hope for Jamie if he don't walk with Jesus either, just so we make that clear. Yeah. There is there is no, I mean, I'll go right back to using drugs in a year or two years. <clears throat> if I stop praying and seeking God, I'm finished. I, I have, I have, I'm going to serve something, I've realized, um, and I want it to be him, and I want it to be his people. And I sure appreciate everything that y'all do, Roy. You, you and you and Deb are such an encouragement in the stuff that you send, and this the little things that make such a big difference. And love does look like something to people. And you know, me and Angela, we're like we want to help the world, but we are limited on supplies. And you kept sending me a message. Y'all have a school in Bongoma as well. I want you to share about that also. Some maybe this week or next week on the show, but. Um, she kept sending me a message, said, I, I got supplies I'll be glad to give freely. And I, I don't know where the message got lost on my Facebook Messenger, what happened. Finally, Angela was going through my Facebook, and she found it. She goes, hey, did you see this message? And when she read it, I thought, my God, that's the answer to the prayer. And it was sitting right there in front of me for a month. 
And she goes, well, God had already provided. God had already provided. So thank you all for your obedience because uh, we have missionaries that uh, we're allowed to be a part of their life. And that's just another way that we can help people do what they're called to do. And I believe in the future that uh, we'll be able to help more and more. And tonight I'm going to let you all meet some of my missionaries and you all can start working directly with them. And we can start finding others because we have lots and lots of friends that love to preach overseas and go overseas. Rick, do you have something from the Bible yeah. you want to share? Because I see you looking. Uh, as for just Roy and Deb, can they give out their website? I know it's going to be sure. on your I, No, it's Facebook, fine. But it, I would like them to give it out now. God just put it in my heart so people can copy it down. Because what they do is a blessing to missionaries and where they go. And the people. And the yes. people that receive it. Amen. Mm-hmm. So I want them to give out their website so you guys can look it up. And also, $5.00 goes a long way absolutely in a third world country ten dollars goes a long way people say well i have to give a hundred well you can give a hundred to that that's fine you can give a thousand but even five ten dollars fifteen dollars that's a lot of flip-flops that's a lot of bibles that's a lot of pencils and pencils so don't be discouraged if all you have to give is five dollars so i just want you to bless this ministry right now they're going to give out the website just like god's just speak to your heart. Yes, absolutely. And, and don't feel no pressure to give whatsoever. Right. Because do not do it in the flesh. Do it in the spirit. There you go. Rick knows about real giving. What's your What's your website? It's www.edensong.org. Okay. And if you want to give, please go visit their website. And also connect with them on Facebook. Connect with Rick. Uh, Rick don't know this, but he's a celebrity already on Facebook. I have all kind of friends. You don't have any idea. Rick has I, no idea. I'm not a celebrity. I had a brother. I, I don't want to be a celebrity. I, I know that. I, just I want know God that. to use me, even in the bush. Yes. Or in the front. In the but I will here. say this: there's no place you're going to go like Joseph that God don't know your address. <laughs> some, there's been seasons where I felt like I was not affecting anyone's life. No one cared. I was lost. And yes, preachers feel that way. And I was. Mm. The Lord told me, said, "I never lost you. I know exactly where you are." And when it's and I'm going to promote you, you know, promotion really doesn't come in ministry from the east or the west. It comes from God who judges, who's the righteous judge, who picks up one and put down another. And I do believe that God's going to raise a whole nother generation in Elberton and North Georgia and in the U.S. of more humble people that he's going to exalt. There's two places there's a scripture says I'll cut down the high tree and exalt the low tree. And I really believe that, that, that there's a, the Lord is speaking right now saying there's a, there's a, a, a putting down and a picking up. And I really believe that we're called in that. And I believe promotion is coming to everyone in this room. Uh, you know, of course, that means becoming more of a servant. Right. But promotion, promotion, <laughs> always, promotion always comes with accountability. It always means you have. But God obviously sees in, in all of us and in you that which is beautiful and that which is because you look like you look like your father. You know, the thing is, no matter how you may look, what color your skin is or your hair is, you were made in the image of God. Right. So you do look beautiful to God and there's no daddy that doesn't like pictures of his children I know Rick likes his pictures on his Facebook page but you know the Bible says that God doesn't forget anyone hey you maybe you feel lonely or forgotten the Bible says that once you're born again that his that he puts your picture on the palm of his hand he said though they though uh, you know Angela had a baby and she nursed it and I got about two minutes but Angela you know it's impossible for a woman to forget a crying child especially if they're breastfed and you know Angela (laughs) You know, and I thought, man, Angela knows ahead of time. She's always on the spot. And Jesus, you know, there's a scripture in Isaiah that says, that, you know, can a mom forget her nursing child? Right. Even though they may forget, I'd never forget you because I got your picture on my hand. Listen, maybe you've walked away from God 
and, and, and you've went your own way. The good news is God's been looking at your picture, and he's looking for you to come back, and he's saying this is what they look like, and I'm going to keep looking just like the father who was looking. It says he saw the son afar off. Well, you can't see something you don't look for. So obviously God was looking for the son and saw him afar off and said, yep, that's my boy. He's coming home. Come home to Jesus today, friend. It's okay. Listen, I'm going to tell you, it's all forgiven in the blood. The main thing is God doesn't want to talk about what you did wrong. He just wants you home with him and in his arms. And and here's the good news. Uh, God's grace is so elaborate, and, and I barely even have a grasp of it after 20 years of being a Christian. But it's like this. The prodigal son got something the other son didn't. And see, God will be so good to you that it will make religious people jealous. When you come back to God, see, he got a fatted calf in a party. And see, the other son didn't get that because he was always there. I'm just saying that don't go out and fall away from God to get a party because you can have one every day. But I'm saying that the other son didn't know who he was because the father spoke to him and he said, all of this stuff has always been yours. But what it meant was he didn't know his identity as a son. He was living like a slave because he didn't realize he already had possession of it all. But anyway, to make a long story short, God's got his arms open to you today. Amen. And, friend, he's saying, just just come. Just come back home. Just come to me. Hey, if you need to, pull over on the side of the road. Pull over in a cul-de-sac. I pray in cul-de-sac. Wherever, wherever you need to. And just make things right with God. Just say, God, I'm ready to come home. Let me pray with you. Maybe, maybe you just want someone to pray with you. And uh, we're going to close this session. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for those that are listening. Lord, I thank you for the one that needs to come home. And God, I thank you that they've heard the call already before this broadcast. They knew that the home and with you is where they need to be. Father, I thank you for all drug addicts that are now sober in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, for influencing them and then filling them with your love and with your spirit, God, to where drugs is no longer an issue. And, Father, thank you for freedom. Thank you for hope over Elberton, Georgia. May the banner of your name and the banner of love be broadcast over North Georgia. And, Father, we're going to give you the glory for touching the one. And, God, I thank you for delivering the one that wants to commit suicide or has been trying to think about it. Father, I just thank you right now in Jesus' name, and I command the spirit of death to go. In the name of Jesus and by the blood of Christ. And so, Father, we thank you for listeners that are hearing and that are free. And, God, they're in love with you and that give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, we love you. God is for you. And, hey, tune in next week if you can. Uh, We just want you to know how much you matter. We love you.